Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Odorico, and joining me is LPJ professional Cindy Miller, and we are your hosts. We're broadcasting live every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the blogtalkradio.com network, bringing you some of the best golfers, teaching professionals, and entrepreneurs helping to elevate women's golf. We're so glad you decided to join us this morning, so grab your coffee and let's get started. All right, good morning, and thank you once again uh, for joining us here this morning on the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Odorico, and right alongside is none other than Legends Tour player and LPGA professional Cindy Miller, and we are your hosts here on the Women of Golf Show. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning, Ted. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. Uh, We've got a great set of shows coming up, uh, starting with today. Uh, Cindy, we are going to be welcoming the winner from the Symmetra Tours Volvic Race for the Card. All of these young ladies coming on over the next several weeks uh, all earn their LPGA Tour cards uh, off the Symmetra Tour this season and are going to be heading out uh, next year on the LPGA uh, for the 2020 season. So I know they're very, very excited and, and happy to, uh, to be moving forward. And uh, we've got two of them on the show this week. Uh, we're going to start things off here in just a moment uh, with uh, Perrin uh, Delacour. And I'll tell you a little bit about her in a second. And then a little later on in the show, we're going to be welcoming uh, Jillian Hollis uh, on the second half of the show. But um, uh, so just a quick update. I know you've been up at uh, French Lick up in Indiana uh, for the senior LPJ, uh, championship. What's been going on up there? Well, the weather was beautiful. We did a golf school, uh, last Wednesday, and then we did the old national women's old national bank women's clinic on Thursday. And the weather was, you know, 75 and sunny. And then all of a sudden it went down to like 39 and windy wow. <clears throat> and freezing and, <laughs> which it can only do up there on that mountain. Um, but tournament started yesterday. I was first alternate. I did not get in the event, so we drove home late last night. Um, scores, it, it, they range anywhere from 66 to 90. <laughs> so I don't know what wow. course Jill McGill played, but holy cow, she was amazing. I, I, I can't yeah. believe she shot 66 on that golf course. So um, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. Everybody uh, there is, it's just the nicest place ever. If you haven't been to French Lick, you got to go to French Lick. It's just beautiful. Yeah, I, I haven't know, been there yet, but I'm going to make a paint. Yeah, I'm going to make a point of going. I, I watched some of the tournament, um, uh, and we won't get onto it too long because we got to bring our guest on. But um, I actually watched a little bit when I got home yesterday, and yeah, it was just, I mean, the scores were all over the place, and, and, uh, I mean, it was just amazing to, to have such a diversity from 66, you know, up to, uh, I think, uh, 10 over at, at one point uh, for some of them. I didn't watch it to its conclusion, but, um, yeah, they were going up and down <laughs> those hills, and they had some pretty scary lies, let me tell you. But um, I also heard, too, <laughs> one of the commentators. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, mountain goat country. Um, but uh, what was interesting, they said Wednesday, so that's tomorrow – uh, they're expecting a little bit of a nosedive in the temperature. So uh, get your parkas on, ladies. It's going to be cold out there in the golf course for sure. Um, sure but uh, But it's beautiful nonetheless. And, 
and uh, lots of great things to do there uh, besides golf in the town of French Lick. Uh, lots of great activities going on uh, all year round, so definitely want to make sure you check that out. All right, as I mentioned, Cindy, we've got uh, two young ladies coming on this morning. First uh, off is going to be uh, Perrine Delacour. Of course, she's been on the show before. She won this season uh, here on the Smetra Tour, and she's now heading to the LPGA Tour. So let me just remind everybody a little bit about her, and then we'll bring her on. Uh, Perrine is uh, 25, a native of France. Uh, she started playing at the age of nine and is a member of the uh, French national team. Uh, she made uh, 36 uh, career starts on the Symmetra Tour and a two-time winner in 2019 at the Four Winds Invitational and the Prasco Charity Championship. And now she's on her way to the LPGA. Uh, so, Cindy, let's uh, welcome our very special guest, Perrine Delacour. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing great. We are doing fantastic. Yes, congratulations. Um, Perrin, actually, uh, one, thing I, yeah, one thing I forgot to mention uh, is she finished in the number one spot uh, for the Volvic race for the card. So uh, quite an accomplishment. So, um, Cindy, I'm just going to start off real quick just on that note, and then uh, we'll, we'll pass it along. Um, you finished number one uh, on the Symmetra Tour this season. Um, are you breathing a little easier now? Uh, that you've earned uh, and secured your LPGA card for next season? Oh, yeah, of course. I was, uh, that was easier for me since I knew since almost August I had my card to LPGA. So I was actually sleeping better, but it was even better after I finished number one on the Volvic race, which was my goal early in the season. Yeah, well, congratulations on, on accomplishing that. Now, I know that... Um, I know that actually back in 2013, um, you actually were number eight on the race for the car. So you've actually been down this road before. Um, what's going to be different this time? You've obviously gotten your car before, but had to come back to the Symmetra Tour uh, at this point. What did you learn from that journey between 2013 to 2019? What's going to be different now going out in 2020 than maybe uh, a few years back? Well, definitely the level on Symmetra Tour is getting better and better over the year. We got lucky because we had a lot of opportunity to play, so which is good because we don't have so much for, well, I like playing more than practice back home, so it was good for me because we play a lot. I play actually, I think, almost 20 events this year, so we had a lot of golf golf tournaments. But it's actually nice, like, at the end of the season to have some breaks and be able to rest. Yeah, that's uh, definitely, I know from uh, interviewing many of you, including yourself this season, we had quite a few of you guys back-to-back. I think at one point, I think you had a stretch of seven or eight or maybe even more tournaments right in a row. So uh, I'm sure you you ladies are all pretty tired. Um, Cindy, go ahead. I know you might have some questions. Go. What are your plans for the off-season? So right now I'm taking off. So I'm... I haven't touched a golf club since last Sunday after um, the Tour Championship. So I'm taking off almost like seen one or two weeks off. And then I'm just going to be ready practicing for next season. Of course, I'm going home, which is French, for Christmas. So I won't bring my golf bag over there. So I'm going to have uh, 10 days off too over there. But it mainly is going to be focused on um, on getting better for like short game and 
had a better like uh, be able to compete more and more on LPJ because LPJ is four round tournament, so it's gonna be l- l- more um, tired, more fatigued. So I need to be able to compete as more as I can. Yeah, you don't even realize that. It's like, oh wow, there's an extra day in the week, so you're gonna have to pace <laughs> yeah, actually, yourself. Yeah, actually, an extra day. It's a lot. Even well. The difference is I will have a caddy, but still you have an extra day. You have the travels and everything. It's it's totally different. So I need to I need to pace myself. But so that's why I'm gonna work hard during the off season to make sure I I can be able to have everything in my body and be able to play that many tournaments in a row. Absolutely, I think it's great though that because you've been out there before. How many events? Um are still the same at the same location. Do you know? Uh, it's pretty much all of them. It's maybe one or two courses, which I don't know, which is good for me because I don't really need to play. I know the courses, so I don't need to do over and over on the course since I know the cor- the, the holes and everything. And the caddy I'm going to have, he knows the courses too, so which is good for us. Oh, that's great. You know, I've got to, I just got to say something. I don't know if you heard the beginning of the session today, but I, I play on the Legends Tour, and I was first alternate to get into the French Lick event at the yeah. Pete Dye course. And I was sitting around waiting, and the day before the tournament, there were two players that hadn't registered yet. And Morgan Miller said, well, they're coming in tonight, and they're playing in the morning. And I said, really? Uh, you know, and I thought... I would never do that. I, I just I was so shocked at coming to a place that's a major championship, not playing a process round. And one of the girls got in at three o'clock in the morning and teed off at noon, which is not a big deal. I mean, I just forgot to sleep, and I thought I would never ever do that. And my husband played on the PGA Tour for fifteen years, and he said, "Well, if I played the golf course before, I would do that. What's the big deal? What do you think?" Yeah. Well, would I would that? never do that. I will feel. No, I will feel bad for myself. I will never do that because I need to, even I won't feel good because I need to know the course. I need to go know the speed of the course and everything. So I will never do that. I need to have at least a day or two of practice on the course. Well, yeah. Like on the facility to know them. And one of them shot 82 and one shot 83. So I I was just like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's not good. No. Hmm. Go ahead, Ted. Um, Bryn, let me ask you, um, as I mentioned uh, a little bit ago, you actually won two events this season, uh, the um, uh, Four four Wins Invitational and the Prasco Charity Championship. So obviously this is going to give you a lot of confidence to to, uh, finish a strong season. And and again, you finished number one in the Volvic race for the card. What's going to be your primary focus for 2020? Obviously you're going to want to try to to win some tournaments. and play your best, but what um, what's going to be your primary focus when you start next season on the LPGA? What's going to be in the forefront of your mind? Well, of course, I want to be able to win, but first of all, I wanted to be able to find the the way I was playing on Symmetra, which is just like enjoy the golf, not do anything different. Since even if I'm like on the LPGA, so just do the same and see what is going to be on. Don't change anything, and just because I'm on the LPGA. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, 
Yeah, I, I think that's smart. Now, you mentioned obviously you want to get yourself ready, uh, and we're not just talking about play. I mean, obviously you want to, you're going to take some time off, and, and at Christmas you're going to head home to France and spend uh, Christmas with your uh, friends and family. Um, but then you're going to be hopping right back uh, shortly after, and you're going to be uh, starting out in the LPJ. Uh, are you going to, do you do a, have a fitness routine? Uh, and, and what about nutrition? Are you a pretty, pretty good eater, and do you, do you uh, exercise fairly regularly, or, or what's your routine? Yeah, um, I do. I do work out. I'm trying to work out at least three or four times a week, especially during off season. So I'm gonna do that a lot. And then uh, eating, I'm I'm pretty. I'm trying to be careful. I don't eat a lot of outside. I'm just have a good food and just pay attention for it. But of course, I want also to pace myself and don't burn myself during off season. So I wanna, if I'm getting tired, I'm gonna do less and feel for the season now we, we talked about you know there's going to be an extra day on the tournament is that going to affect your schedule so much as far as your workouts not not because now you're going to have an extra day out in the golf course are you going to have to adjust some of that a little bit to compensate well it's going to be different for sure because we we used to play only three-day tournaments so yeah, I'm going to need to uh, – I pretty know what I'm going to need to do. So um, the difference is usually I was playing on the prime on the Symmetra Tour. Next year, I don't think so. I'm going to get in a lot of it early in the season, So which is going to be usually Wednesday practice day, and then it's going to be – needs to be on the course on either Monday or Tuesday or both days. Right. Right, yeah, you definitely want to get those rounds in. Um are you going to try to pace yourself? I mean, I know you, uh, do you have an idea of what your schedule is going to be like for next season? Um, what tournaments you, you hoping to, or planning to, to play in? And, uh, are you going to pace yourself? Because as, as I mentioned earlier, you've got, a, you had a lot of back-to-back events here on the Symmetra tour. Um, are you going to try to pace it out a little bit throughout the season so that you don't get yourself burnt out? Well, right now, it's since I'm, I have a status, good status, but I want to be able to get into the major and everything, which is A and everything. So I have to play pretty much everything early in the season. And right now, it's hard to say, okay, I'm gonna take this one off, this one off, because we don't know how tired I'm gonna be, how good or right. I'm gonna play. So I need to know. I'm pretty much gonna sign up for every tournament and see from there which one I'm taking off or now. Yeah, that's uh, th- that's pretty much what I expected. So let me ask you, um, based on the season and how you've played, what were your strongest points? What were your strongest areas of your game this season uh, that you're hoping to carry over next year? And what do you what do you know during this off season a little bit that you're going to have to really uh, work on to, to to sharpen it up for next season? So I was playing pretty good. Um, like six footers, six to ten footers. When I was winning every time, I was like pretty much almost near hundred percent to make it all of them, which is good because it's either for birdie or for like saving pars or like if you have a good up, like a pendarin hard one but don't get really close to the pin, you're making the comeback. So those one, they were a really good one, and I know when I'm playing good golf, that's the one I'm making all the time. So, of course, I want to be able to still to practice those stats because I want to be able to make them during the the season. 
I know I need to work on my uh, on my short game. Well, when I say short game, it's more like 100 <clears throat> yards and less. So I could make more birdie opportunity and make more up and down all the time. Yeah, definitely. I think we can all work on our short game all the time. I think that's that's one area of the game I, I don't think you ever stop working on. Um, Cindy, you have any more questions for uh, for Perrin? Yeah, what what do you love about what you're doing? Because you've been doing it a while, and you've well, got to absolutely love what you're doing. So tell us what you love about it. Well, first, I'm pretty lucky. I do what I love for jobs, so it, which is good. And then I like to be outside to travel all around the city, like all around the world and everything. So I like that. Of course, there's bad parts to be away from friends or family or like girl, boyfriends or girlfriends. So it's it's not hard to be. It's hard to be away from that. But then I feel like in every job that's hard to. There is a hard part, like negative one. But we're. I'm pretty lucky. I like. I really like what I'm doing and. I know I'm not going to do that my entire life, but right now I still like it, so I keep doing it. Awesome. Very good. Well, I think it's, you know, I think it's something that, uh, first and foremost, you have to, Cindy, and you would agree, you have to be passionate about what you're doing. And uh, to be out here and compete at the level that, that you ladies are competing on, um, you, you have to have a passion for it. Because you're, you're right, Perrin, I mean, with the travel, it's exciting on one hand, uh, but uh, talking with all of you ladies over the last several years, uh, it can also be a little bit daunting and very tiring too, week to week, having to travel to different areas of the country and and then having to go out and play several rounds of golf. So uh, you definitely have to have some stamina for, for doing that, but you have to, most importantly, you have to really love what you're doing. So, um, Perrin, we want to thank you for, for joining us this morning and uh, good luck next season on the LPJ and I hope you'll uh, you'll come back uh, next year and let us know how you're doing. Thank you so much, guys. Have a thank great you, day. Good luck next year. Thank you. See you soon. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, that was uh, Perrin Delacour, uh, number one spot, if you will, on the Symmetra Tour, now going to the LPJ Tour next season. Um, you can tell there's a little, <laughs> there's a little bit of exhaustion there from the season. Um, you know, th- you know, Cindy, you know, you've played on the LPJ, so you know what she's, you know, up for, uh, next year. It, maybe just for, for those that haven't really experienced that, just kind of give them a little bit of an idea, uh, of what some of these ladies are going to be experiencing next year. Well, the easiest part of the whole year is going to be playing golf mm-hmm. it, it like she said she has to know where am i going when am i getting there where am i staying how many things am i bringing with me um when am i playing a practice round will i be in the pro-am how many rounds am i going to play when do i pace myself it's it's the scheduling it's the organization <clears throat> It's who's caddying for me. Will they be there? Do I have enough money to pay all my expenses and my caddy? And am I staying in private housing? Am I staying in a hotel? All that stuff. And then have I ever been there before? So she's really um, got an advantage here because she played on the tour before. 
So right. as much as you might say, well, she had to go back to the Symmetra tour. Well, big deal. You know, now right. she's learned how to play better. So it's the experience. The first year you're out there, you're like, wow, you know. And, and I remember going to hit balls on the range next to Julie Inkster thinking, oh, am I good enough to hit balls next to her? You know, so it's the belief that you belong, which, again, because of her experience and the fact that she's been out there before, she's played the golf courses. She knows the drill. She now understands I've got to pace myself. I mean, that thought of, oh, this is a four-round event rather than a three-round event, some of these girls that just qualified aren't going to think that thought. But yeah. because she's been there, she will. So hopefully all the other girls are listening to this podcast so that they can understand <laughs> what they need to prepare for because it's just going to be different. And, and, yeah, and, and the and playing me, part is the easiest thing. Yeah. Let me just put things in perspective too, Cindy. You know, uh, Perrin is now 25 uh, and as I mentioned, it was 2013 uh, in the Symmetra Tour season that she graduated. So uh, she would have been about 19 years old. And, 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 you know, think about that. 19 years old, you're going on the biggest stage of women's golf, the LPGA Tour. Um, that's got to be daunting in itself. And, and, you know, if you think back, Cindy, when, when you and I were 19 years old, what our thought process was. I mean, you know, people mature at different ages, and I get that. Um, not everybody's the same, but that would, that's a pretty big deal at any stage of your life, but particularly at 19, you're, you're kind of green, if you will. So uh, I think you're right in your analogy. I think this is going to be uh, certainly not going to be easy, but I think it's going to be a little bit better experience uh, the second time around because you're going to be uh, a little bit more experienced than what she uh, dealt with back in 2013, but also uh, her age is going to make a difference too, I think, uh, with, with overall experience. What do you think? Absolutely. Again, you know, it, it, it's always easier the second time around. That's why mulligans are great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Did I say that out loud? Yes. But well, you, get, you don't of understand course. what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and you know, and if you look at, as we were talking about it very early on in the show, you know, about the senior LPG ladies uh, championship, you know, at French Lick. You know, these gals have been playing in some cases for decades, and I'm sure even to this day, when they step up on that first tee, their knees are knocking a little bit. Um, I mean, it's just normal. I mean, you're 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 playing at a high level, uh, you're playing on a tough golf course, and you've you're competing. You know, even though technically you're you're playing your own game, you're competing against the rest of the field. And, um, you know, some of them may not get to play every week. Um, some of them have other obligations in that. So, uh, you know, like you said, you step up on the practice tee and you're, you're warming up and you're thinking, have I got my game this week? Um, you know, is it going to, is it going to make a difference? So, um, you know, these girls, I think coming out of the Symmetra tour, as, as Perrin indicated, you know, it, it's much different this year than what it has been in past seasons. It, it, like anything, it's improving each and each year. It's becoming tougher. It's becoming more competitive. And so they're they're getting, you know, I, I won't say necessarily more qualified, but they're getting a, a, a better run at things than maybe what they did four or five years ago or six years ago. So, um, 
yeah, it's it's going to be tough for a lot of them out there, but she's going to have a little bit of an advantage uh, having gone through the process before. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on a little bit. You know, actually, let me back up for a second. I, I watched when I was watching yesterday. Speaking of Julie Inkster, and I'll tell you, that girl can still play some golf. I mean, she is she still, still plays as, on the I know. I mean, she's been been out there for a long, long time, and she still gets out there. Um, I know she missed a couple of putts yesterday, but uh, um, and and I, I watched. I can't think of who it was, but somebody hit one down into a low valley and I'll tell you I don't <laughs> I don't envy you played the course so you know what I'm talking about but there's some tough golf shots on that golf course you've got to keep it pretty straight and in the fairway because you're going to really open up some trouble if you don't um well did wow. you talk about Lori Kane making an 11 on the first hole no I, I missed that part um wow yeah, yeah. And, and that she's that, got 90 that sets the tone and yeah, she that won sets the this tone. tournament a couple years ago. So I'm just, right. you know, she shanked it off the tee box, hit it in the heather, chopped it out, hit it in the more heather, couldn't find the ball, had to come back. It was just a nightmare. You're, you know, I said to Alan, oh, my God, it says she's seven over after one. He goes, oh, that's got to be a misprint. Well, it wasn't. No. And, and that's, you know, it's one thing to get a bogey off the first tee, but to come back and, and, you know, get that far over on the first hole that I'm sure set the tone for her, her round. And, and that, you know, forget the physical side. We know she's got the physical game or she wouldn't be there, but mentally that's got to be very, very difficult to recover from even at, at her level of, of play. Uh, and for the years that she's been, been out on tour and that uh, for anybody, but all right. Well, listen, uh, we got to move on, and we're going to do uh, a little something first before we uh, we bring uh, Jillian on. So, uh, Cindy, let's set up your uh, your promotional spot. Well, I was just at uh, the French Lick Resort, and I happened to conduct a clinic for Old National Bank for the women to teach them how to use the game of golf as a business tool. So have a listen. Everyone knows business deals are made on the golf course. Knowing how to act is just as important as how you hit it. As an LPGA professional and corporate trainer, I offer workshops, seminars, and executive retreats to teach you how to do both. From the back nine to the boardroom, improve your team from the inside out, or Golf 101 for executives might be the perfect fit for your team. Maybe it's time to make some deals on the course. For more information, go to CindyMillerInc.com. Well said. Uh, and be sure, those of you tuning into the broadcast today, that you go to cindymillerinc.com after the show uh, and uh, get yourself a copy of Cindy's book, uh, Golf 101 for Executives. Uh, it's a great book. I've been uh, diving into it a little bit over the weekend. Some great uh, nuggets, if you will, uh, for those of you that, uh, you know, whether you've been playing for a little while or you've been playing for some time, uh, there's lots of great information in this book. And we'll remind you again at the end of the show, uh, how to order that uh, book. But um, Cindy, well, we got a couple of minutes before uh, Jillian comes on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what went on uh, at this uh, clinic that you did for the old National Bank? I started by asking um, each participant to complete my online disc golf report. 
and uh, as we've discussed many times on the program, that my right. uh, the disbehavioral report is very important for you to know who you are. And there's four different behavior styles. Z is high, competitive, control freak, uh, determined, driven. I is influencing, friendly, outgoing, uh, customer service person is perfect for uh, as a as a high I. S stands for steady, slow, controlled, and C stands for conscientious. They are very analytical, detail-oriented. So each each woman completed the assessment, and I think it was really neat because they didn't expect that. And the funny thing hmm. is, is what I learned, um, this might not sound good, but it's the truth. Two or three of them said to me, this this year's clinic was so much better than last year's clinic because you helped us. And last right. year, there was a superstar that they paid lots and lots and lots more money than they paid me mm-hmm. to help them. But the person hit more balls than... Right hands-on instruction. So this year, there, Alan helped me, and then Anthony and Mike from the club helped teach, and we had three different stations, and we, each, after 40 minutes, they changed stations. So they did full swing, chipping, and then putting. And they, it, it was great. We started out with a little session inside discussing the disc profile, and then we went mm-hmm. outside, and we did the three separate sessions. So I must, I the man who hired me said they had a hundred percent, you know, positive response. So it was great because we just, we helped them get better. So that's what it's about. Excuse me. Well, and, and congratulations on that. And, and hopefully uh, you will be going back, uh, you know, next, uh, next time to, to do that again. You know, it, it just goes to show you and, 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 and I, and I know that what you were saying was not, meant to be in any way disrespectful to the individual last year. But, you know, sometimes the problem, I think, with um, what people have to understand is just because somebody might be a great player out on tour doesn't necessarily mean that they have the skills to be a good teacher. And um, they certainly know the information. They know what it is. But um, you're very fortunate because, you know, you've been a good player, but you've also are a great teacher. Uh, and that's a rarity in the golf business because you're either either or you're one or the other. It's very rare that you're both. Um, and that doesn't mean that people you know can't what? learn from players. I, I got to tell you that you're absolutely right. And 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 disgusting. We had a player meeting, and the night before the first round, and I I went to it, and I, you know, again we're all contemplating how we're going to grow the Legends Tour and and get more events. And they're thinking of lowering the age, and they're going to lower how many participants. Like last year, there were 81 that played. This year, there were 78. Well, if there were 81, I would have been playing right now, not being on the show. So, again, right. I get a little peace because I'm like, you know, it's a major championship. There was no qualifier. You know, why are there only 78 players that get to play? Um, on the other hand, here's the other side of it. There's probably only, and this is going to sounds, you know, rude and, you know, 
<laughs> but that I'm, I reveal truth, right? There's really only right. 20 to 25 people that can play. And, yeah. and what do I mean by play? That can break par, that have a chance to win. There's probably only 15 that can do that. And again, because uh, one of the girls said, I heard another one over talking and saying, um, you know, I haven't played in a tournament in 16 years. I just got in the event. What do I do? And her friend said, well, get on a plane and get here. Well, really? I mean, so part of me is like this, the honoring the game. If you're going to play in a major right. championship, you have to commit and you have to work on your game. To me, that's rude to show up the night before the tournament, unless there's extenuating circumstances, which I sure. understand. On the other hand, if you if you register to play in a tournament or you enter the event, you should work on your game, right? So that right. being said, I, I said in the meeting, you know, if there's 150 members of the Legends Tour between the ages of 45 and 100, right? Which right. I'm not sure what the oldest person is, you know, if Kathy Whitworth I'm sure is still a member and she's 80 or and Joanne Carter's 81 or 82. That being said, we need to define what our value proposition is. And I know that I'm not in the top 20 of the players. You know, I'm 63 right. years old and even when I was good, I was never as good as them. Which, again, right. okay, look in the mirror and face the truth. I'm not that good. I'm good. Of the best in the world, I'm one of the worst. But I am one of the best at teaching. So right. use no, us no. and our talent for what we can deliver to our audience. And that's what they need to do. Yeah, I would agree with that, Cindy, and, and, and you're 100% accurate. I think, and, and again, putting this politely, I think one of the issues is sometimes ego gets into it. You know, going back to the player you're referring to, you know, you've got somebody that wants to play an event because obviously there's prestige that goes with it and things like that. But if you're not going to practice and prepare for an event and you haven't played in, you know, in umpteen years, that's really not fair to somebody else that might be in a position that has been working on their game and has been practicing, even if they're not necessarily, um, you know, the number one player, but you're, you're taking a spot that maybe isn't really, um, in, in my opinion, earned. And I think that's unfair, especially at that level, but you're exactly right. But, you know, you've always been, and this is one of the things I, I really like about you, Cindy, is you are very honest uh, about your, not, you know, not only about the industry as a whole, but about yourself, you know, you're, You've, you've talked about this many, many times that you've had struggles with your own game, and um, but at the same time, um, you know it's no secret why a lot of people come to you for teaching um, because again, you don't have to be the best player. This is the thing that people don't understand: you don't have to be the number one player in the world to be a great golf teacher. Um, you certainly have to understand the game. You certainly have to have, have played it at some level. Um, because teaching and playing are two different things. I've seen many, many over the years, I've seen a lot of very, very great players when I've gone to some of the PGA events who maybe done some clinics and things like that. Um, yeah, they can hit great balls, but when they're describing what it is that they're doing, um, it, it's actually very confusing. Uh, and on the other hand, I've seen some teachers who certainly are not the best ball strikers on earth, um, but they can articulate the message very, very well. And that's why they're, you know, in the top uh, of their profession. So 
you have to know who you are, you have to know your whys, and you have to be honest with yourself. And and I agree. I think that's something that uh, at any level, whether it be on the uh, the Legends Tour or others, I think that they have to really, you know, if they want to continue to grow this game, there has to be a, a proper balance put in place. And I, I hope to see that happening. All right, so we got to move forward because I see that Jillian's ready. So let me just tell everybody a little bit about her and then we'll bring her on and, and continue the conversation. Uh, all right, our next guest is another graduate from this season uh, of the Symmetra Tour. She actually finished in the fifth spot uh, in the Volvic race for the card, and she's going to be going uh, on the LPJ in 2020. Uh, it's uh, Jillian Hollis, uh, 22, from River Rock, Ohio. Uh, originally made her professional debut at the uh, 2018 U.S. Women's Open. Uh, spent uh, several years at the University of Georgia and was a three-time All-American uh, two-time All-SEC uh, second-team selection before being named to the first team in 2018. Um, she uh, made uh, made the cut in eight of 12 starts in her rookie campaign on the Symmetra Tour in 2018, lost in sudden-death playoff in her Symmetra Tour debut at the 2018 Foresight Classic, but actually stepped into the winner's circle for the first time in her professional career at this year's 2019 IOA Championship. Uh, so let's uh, welcome another grad uh, from the Smetra to the LPJ, uh, Jillian Hollis. Cindy. Good morning. Good morning, Cindy and Ted. How are y'all doing? We're doing. We're doing great. well. Are you getting sick of talking to us? <laughs> no, I love this. It's a, it's always a good thing when I'm talking to y'all. Okay, it is a good <laughs> thing. Right. You want to be on all the time. So here's the deal. All the time. I got to tell you, if you go out there and when you do this and you go win and you play great, don't get uppity on us because we'll come after you, put you back in <laughs> yep. your place, girl. <laughs> when I win, do you promise that I can be back on the show? So I I'm hoping promise. I'll tell you. We'll, here, we'll make you a deal right now, Jillian. If you win next season on the LPGA, we will give you the full hour to come back and talk about it. How's oh, great. That? Great. That sounds great. There you go, girlfriend. <laughs> so you, that's a promise. Okay, so let's um, – uh, Cindy, do you want to start off or do you want me to? You go. Okay. So as I mentioned, Jillian, uh, you finished uh, mid-mark on the Volvic race for the card, number five spot. Uh, obviously, you won this season at the IOA Championship. Um, so you're, you're ending and on Decatur. a, a you, you mentioned, um, that I tied for first in Decatur last year and I actually won the tournament this year. So that was, Oh, very good. Oh, wow. Bad, bitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that very, was like my number one very, goal this year. Well, perfect. Isn't very good. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. All right, so let me ask you then. So so based on all of that, uh, you got your card now. You're going out in the LPJ uh, full-time next year. How are you going to prepare yourself mentally for next season? I mean, obviously, you know, as Perrin talked about uh, on the first half hour, uh, you're going to actually have an extra day on your events. Instead of playing three days, you're going to be playing four days. So that's going to add to, uh, you know, your your stamina, if you will, and, and how you adjust your schedules. But um, – what are you going to do mentally to prepare for next season? Um, exactly. Yeah, we have an, definitely have that extra day. And um, I think the Symmetra Tour has prepared us very well for it, um, just because we have had a couple of four-day tournaments. So I feel like I'm 
and I've played some LPGA tournaments as well, the U.S. Open and the Marathon Classic. So I have a little taste of how it's going to be next year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm taking this off season to really, like, work on myself mentally, work on my game and my fundamentals, um, as well as my body. I think uh, having a good foundation, like a good weight plan and everything to take into next year as I'm traveling on the road is super important um, for us at this level because we play so many more tournaments than we used to. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to all the challenges and, and learning new things. It's going to be a whole new set of challenges, but um, I'm very excited to take them on. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine that you are. So um, what are you going to do in this off season? Obviously, I know you're going to do some preparation, but uh, you've got some downtime now. Um, what are you going to do to, to sort of decompress from the season, kind of catch your breath and, and maybe do something different? So what are, what are you going to do in your off season? Um, well, I'm actually out in California right now. I'm, I'm currently driving to Carlsbad to go get fitted for new Callaway clubs. So that's step one. Oh, wow. <laughs> to go and try out the new clubs and everything um and really just to take a take a rest I, I did the same thing last year I gave my body a nice break after I played um all the tournaments I did next or last year and learned so much more this year just because I got a full year of playing on the Symmetra tour and it was a lot of travel and a lot of wear and tear so um I'll definitely have that downtime to like I said, work on my body and to get back into the gym and to go after it there. Um, but really just to take a little bit of a break. I think everybody needs to put the clubs down for a little bit um, and really just I, I'm going to reflect on this past year and what I could have done better and what I did well and spend a lot of time with my family and use all of that and start my preparations for next year um come december and january well said um very quickly and then uh cindy i'll pass it over to you uh while you're going through that checklist what's going to be on it as far as a reflection of the season um i mean just looking at every tournament just saying to myself you know why did i play well here why did i win those two tournaments so what did i do the week before in preparation for what was to come in these couple of rounds that I played. Um, and then to look at the tournaments that I didn't play well in. I know it's hard to sometimes, and some people might just want to write it off, but for the tournaments that I did miss the cuts in, what could I have done better? And I think the the biggest part is to look at, you know, what, what did I do in the gym? Um, what did I write down in my notes? Was it the golf course? How could I play this golf course differently? Um, if I missed a cut, I played half of the season in 2018, the second half. So I played those courses for the second time this year. And right. to look at my trends for those courses, you know, why did I play well last year and poor this year or vice versa? Or why did I play poor at this tournament twice? Or what about this course? Can So it's just, there's a bunch of different factors. There's not one set checklist um but just kind of looking at the holes in my game and trying to fill those because my goal next year uh as it was this year is to just get incrementally better at every tournament and i think if you can do that then you're on a really good track 
Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, well said. Um, Cindy, go ahead. I love the fact that you said, you know, you've been there before, you know what the drill is. What do you love about what you're doing the most? I just love playing golf so much. I know it sounds really cheesy, and um, but a lot of people don't love it all the time. I mean, it's, it's hard to love it when you're playing not your best, but I, I look at it as, you know, it's an opportunity to get better. That's what I love about golf is every round, every time you step on the first tee, and my mom always used to say this to me, you can shoot the course record. So it's always that opportunity to get better. And I, I truly just, I love this game so much. And I love making a difference for, you know, you see young fans coming out and it's going to be even more next year, young girls and young boys coming out and watching you play. And if you give them a golf ball, you make their whole week. It's so exciting for them. And I remember people who used to, like professional golfers, I would go watch who used to do that for me. And it just sticks in your mind, um, that little tiny gesture. And you're, you're a role model for these young players. And the goal for me is always to grow the game and to be that inspiration for the next generation. You know what? You're, you're so right. That's, my mom and her friends took me to an LPGA tour event when I was 17 and I immediately fell in love with the game and that was my dream and it was because I watched Laura Ball and Kathy Whitworth and you know a bunch of other players that and the sound that the ball made when the club hit it it was like wow I am in love so just inspire and challenge all those kids to pursue their big dreams yes definitely Awesome. Ted? Very, very good. Um, so, Jillian, let me ask you um, this question here. You know, we've got a lot of, uh, I'm sure, amateurs listening to the program as well. Um, what is it that most amateurs don't get when it comes to golf? What You know, you just said a moment ago that you really love playing golf. And there's those folks out there that maybe have never played. Maybe they've gone to a range or something once in their life. And they just don't understand what it is about golf specifically that you like. They just, you know, it's kind of silly. What are you chasing this little ball around? And, you know, I just don't get it, what, what the fascination is. What is it about golf specifically that you really enjoy? You know, when I, when I actually see amateurs play, when I play in these pro-ams and when I spend time around amateur golfers, I love it because, they truly are just playing because they love the game. They're not playing to, for money or trophies or major championships. They're playing because, you know, they could hit a hundred bad shots and that, that one shot, that one good shot that they had or that one putt that they make that gets so excited about. And that's what makes you come back the next day. And I think it's same, same thing for me. Um, you know, it's, it's exciting when you hit those, those clutch shots or you make those clutch putts. Um, and it's so it's so raw seeing amateurs play golf and and want to get better and and you want to help them too because you know there could be something totally off in their swing and they're talking about how their clubs aren't right for them and I'm, I'm like um, well maybe we need to work on something else so it's it's fun giving like when I play in the pro ams I. I get along very well um, with the people that I play with and try to give them tips and aim them in 
aim them in the right direction. And it, it's, it's fun seeing all the different swings. And I, I love playing in the pro-ams and, and playing with amateurs because it's not another day at the office. It's like, yes, I get to go play golf today. And right. that's how I feel every day. So I love their enthusiasm about the game. Yeah, I, I can I can see that being a, a big plus for for a lot of pros. I mean, you're playing in the in the heat of a, a tournament all the time, so it's kind of nice just to be able to go out and actually enjoy uh, a round of golf without the pressure of, of the tournament itself. Um, so let me ask you something, a, a sort of a similar question, but from a little bit different perspective. You know, next year you're going to be out in the LPGA Tour and you're going to be, you know, walking up uh, the fairway, and uh, maybe you're going to be standing over near the gallery. A little bit, and there's going to be some uh, younger, much younger girls than you out there. What would you say if a young girl, doesn't matter what age, came up to you and said, "One day I want to do what you're doing"? What advice would you give them? I'd say keep working hard and keep keep that keep that dream because there are going to be. I mean, I, I if the, if I had time to tell them um, and really talk to them, I would say there are going to be you know tough tough weeks and and tough days but like same kind of thing if you can just love this game and want to be to get better and and do it for yourself and I think you need to keep that kind of dream when you're younger like I want to be on the LPGA and keep that in your in your rearview mirror and just work every day to get a little bit better and know that the bad days and are just as important as the good days. And every day you can get better. Um, I think it's so great when, when younger kids say that because it's like so many more people are getting into golf now and golf is becoming a game, a more like inclusive game with, I think top golf is a great, great thing because it, it gets people swinging and you know oh I wonder how it could be on an actual golf course and it, it, it invites more people to the game whereas um, you know some it, it used to be just the membership only clubs or you could go to a public driving range but you know we have all these municipal courses now that you can go play and I mean with all the golf apps now I, I think it's I think it's mm-hmm. great that everybody's getting into the game but it makes me so excited when when I because you don't you don't think you kind of keep your head down and you just play 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 and practice and try to get to get better and get to that next level and get in the LPGA and then when somebody comes up to you and they're like I want to be like you one day it's just you're like oh really that's that's so great you know and, and it, it just inspires me to be an even not a better, not even a better golfer, but just a better person for people to, to people to watch and um, to, to try to be like me. That's that's so humbling. I mean, I, I love that. Yeah, and you're exactly right. I think it's, you know, I think that the the LPJ and and obviously Symmetra Tour and that. I think a lot of you and and many of the other players that we've had the, the pleasure of interviewing here on the show really have stepped up um not only are you are you great uh, athletes but great players um but every one of you that we've had on the show uh are just in my opinion first class you just do a great job as ambassadors of the game and and really representing and i think that's one of the reasons um 
that there are so many, when you look at the statistics of new people coming into the game every year, young girls and young women are leading the pack as far as the percentage of new people coming into this game. So obviously that's an attribute to uh, what's going on in women's golf today. So congratulations to you, not only on the success that you've had uh, while you've been playing, but being a good role model and inspiring others to, to want to follow in your footsteps. So thank you very let me, much. Uh, you're welcome. Um, that was just a, a, a subtle building up because we want to make sure that you come back next year when you win on the LPGA Tour. So that's just to, to really boost you up a little bit, make sure you come back and talk to us again. Um, but let me ask <laughs> you. <I'm only> <laughs> um, so let me ask you very, very quickly. You mentioned uh, that you're on your way up to Carlsbad. You're going to get fitted uh, for some new uh, sticks. Uh, what are you looking at getting fitted for? What's, what's the new sticks going to look like? I I'm going to find out when I get there. I'm so I'm really excited. I've seen a lot of the new equipment with just I mean the new Epic um the Epic flash driver and the, their irons always get better and better. Um and I play their wedges. You know, Anthony Toronto does all the stamping on the wedges and it's it's so cool what he does. So hopefully I'll get to see that as well. Um but I, I I'm just excited to go and and see what they have and I finally have a full bag of one club, so it'll be nice that I'm not, you know, trying out a bunch of different clubs right now. So I'm really looking forward to, to seeing what's there and what's um, in store. And I, I play pretty well with my clubs this year, so if it, if it ends up being that yeah. I need to switch a lot of clubs, that would be great. Yeah, don't don't throw any good ones out. That's for sure. If your if your putter's <laughs> been hot, you don't want to get rid of that right away, even if it's not one of theirs. No, I, uh, I think well, I'm going to keep my putter. <laughs> <laughs> definitely uh, an early Christmas present for you for sure. Um, Cindy, go ahead. I know you got some some other questions. What clubs did you use this year? I had the Rogue Irons. The Mac Daddy wedges, um, and they have like Jilly and Go Dog stamped all over them for you know going to University of Georgia. <laughs> and the I have the Epic Fairway Woods and the oh, Epic Hybrid, yeah, and the Rogue Driver. <clears throat> the Rogue and, a, and an Odyssey putter. A red, a red Odyssey putter. <laughs> nice. So, I as well have the Rogue irons, and and he offered me to get new ones, and I said, you know what, I don't really want new ones because I like what I have. Yeah, I, I did get them. the They're new so uh, Epic Flash driver, and I do like that. But um, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, needless to say, you'll be tested to see if you can hit it better, farther, straighter. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I, Callaway's awesome. Always the goal. I just, yep, I love Callaway. So, God bless you, girl. Go out there and kick some butts. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Callaway as well. They're They're very good to me over there. Awesome. Well done. Well... Jillian, we want to once again congratulate you on uh, finishing out uh, the season strong and uh, and heading out to the LPJ Tour next season. We want to wish you all of the uh, most luck that we can wish you. Go out and knock them dead. 
and uh, and we're going to hold you to it because I'll tell you, Cindy and I will we'll definitely chase you down next season if you don't come back. So <laughs> you're, you're okay, always, sounds great. <laughs> you have a home you have a home here on uh, on the Women of Golf Show with Cindy and Ted, and and we're always happy to have you young ladies come out and and talk about it, uh, the good, bad, and the ugly. And uh, you guys do a great job, and, and congratulations again on, on a season well played, and, uh, and go out and have some fun next year. Oh, well, I appreciate it so much, Ted and Cindy. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great All right. time. Have a great fun. day. Thank you. Y'all as well. All right. That was uh, Jillian Hollis um, from the Symmetra Tour, now graduating to the LPJ Tour. Um, very exciting time for these ladies, Cindy. Uh, wouldn't you agree? I mean, they're, you know, they're getting a chance to, to move and advance their career. And, uh, you know, as Jillian very eloquently put, you know, she really loves playing golf. It's not just, you know, it's not just about, well, winning tournaments. Obviously, that's in the forefront, too. But she just enjoys and loves. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. There's some people that, you know, really love to play and, and want to get out there and compete at the highest levels. And then there's others that certainly would like to play, but maybe are going to teach uh, a little bit uh, uh, along the way. So uh, what a great, um, a great young lady and, and a lot of uh, just packed with a lot of energy. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, it's so nice to see somebody succeed, right? And love what they do. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah, exactly. So as promised, um, we're we're getting to wrap up here, and uh, we wanted to remind everybody uh, to go and get uh, Cindy's book, Golf 101 for Executives. Um, so, Cindy, tell them how they can do that, and what's the, the best and the fastest way to get one in their hot little hands? It's best to just email me, Cindy at CindyMillerGolf.com, or go to CindyMillerInc.com and click on Shop, and you can purchase it there. Very good. That's well, the let me just. Way. You can also get it at Amazon, but I, it's easier if you just go right through me. Yep, and um, it's definitely a great book. I'm I'm just starting. I got my copy here just recently, and I'm started going through this weekend. And you know, Cindy, what was really interesting in in addition to some of the great. Um, information that you gave to help people with their games. Uh, you also, in the back of the book, uh, listed out many, if not most, of, or even all of uh, the golf terms. So, uh, you know, you might be uh, going into the office some Monday morning and hearing people talk uh, what sounds like a different language. Well, Cindy's put the language in this book here for you so you can understand what people are saying. Um, so, Definitely get uh, get your hands on a, a copy of the book. Go to cindymillerinc.com, click on shop, and order it there, or send Cindy an email at cindy at cindymillergolf.com. As always, Cindy, it's a pleasure, and um, just keep doing what you're doing because you do it so well. Well, thanks, Ted. You have a great week. All right. Yeah, everybody have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week here with a couple more ladies from the Symmetra Tour as they – uh, transition next season uh, 2020 into the LPJ Tour. So God bless everybody, and thank you as always, Cindy. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening this morning to the Women of Golf Show. Tune in live each week by visiting blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf or on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and of course Spotify. If you can't join us live, check out our on-demand section for previously aired broadcasts. To get updates for future shows and upcoming guests, you can follow us on Facebook at Women of Golf. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ted and Buck CEO and Cindy at Cindy Miller Golf. Please remember to join us next week on the Women of Golf Show. See you next time. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.